This is the Summit Life Ministries audio experience. Hi, welcome to the Age Changer Show brought to you by Summit Life Ministries. My name is Carmen Furrow. This is Lynn Furrow, the founder of Summit Life Ministries. At Summit Life Ministries, our mission is to elevate, equip, and empower. Elevate the church's vision to see our identity through God's eternal purpose. Equip believers to live with an eternal perspective and empower believers to live faith-filled lives, supernatural lives, in faith-filled obedience. We have been on a streak of talking about hearing the voice of God, having a heart that hears. And we're going to continue today talking about that kind of in a little subgrouping of teachings about kind of our posture and and where do we go to get ready to have a heart that hears. Yes. Well, Carmen, uh, to everybody, we just want to say welcome back to the Age Changer Show. And I know that last week we kind of gave some updates on, on where we're at. We got into a little bit of the teaching content, uh, but not much. It was more of an update. But for those of us that live in the upper Midwest, we have been in a polar vortex, <laughs> a deep freeze. But this week we're getting uh, some breakthrough. It's been around zero or below zero, definitely below zero at night and right around zero or a little below or above uh, during the daytime. But we're starting to see temperatures tick up and they say by the weekend uh, that we're going to have temperatures in the mid thirties. So it is going to be like a heat wave. And for those of you that watch this, that you're not from the Midwest, what that means is that a lot of people are going to be wearing short pants and short sleeve shirts by the weekend. And for people that are Southerners, you would say, are you guys crazy? It's only 35 degrees. But literally, your body gets uh, conditioned yeah, to it, uh, adjusted uh, to it. And so when the temperatures tick up to 35 degrees, it feels like 60 or 70. Yeah. And so everybody will be outside. We will be liberated from the cabin fever that we've been experiencing by being inside our homes. But um, this morning when we checked, I was like, hey, Siri, what time or what's the temperature at? Negative eight. And it's just like, oh, it's not as cold as a couple of <laughs> days ago. <laughs> Burr. Yeah. yeah. But I think that a, a lot of the nation, even in the mm-hmm. southern states, have experienced some of the cold that we mm-hmm. regularly get. And I have a family and they have children uh, that are now in Texas. And, you know, he escaped the uh, upper Midwest to uh, live in Texas. And and Dallas just got hit, I think, with a, a, a storm so, of the century, yeah. really. Uh, four to six inches of snow and everything is shut down because they're not used to that. <clears throat> and I chuckled at his post because uh, the title of it was, Oh Jesus, what is happening? Something like that. <laughs> and uh, he opened the door and showed us what uh, his neighborhood at least looked like in Texas there where they're living. But uh, hope uh, springs eternal. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we are going to make it through the polar vortex. I yes, joked with are. people, I hope this is not an indication of a new ice age that is <laughs> happening because we just bought a house in the upper Midwest. <laughs> and so if it is the beginning of an ice age, that was not a good investment. <laughs> you know, we needed to buy in Panama, I, I would think, to escape um, 
the, the ravages of the ice age <laughs> as the glaciers reform and, and move south. Well, as Carmen mentioned, we are continuing the series, A Heart That Hears. And we just have a passion, twofold passion, uh, to teach this type of content. Number one, we want to know God's voice because we're his friends. Uh, we are his sons and daughters. And we want to be in fellowship and deeper connection and intimacy with God. It is acquainting ourselves with the voice of God. And not because I necessarily want to know something that God knows that I don't know, so that when he reveals his heart, I then can tell people, I know something right. that you don't know because God told it to me. Um, that is not the motive and intent. It, 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 our desire to hear God's voice is because it is God's voice. Mm -hmm. But then there is this secondary purpose, and that is that it is critical in the life of a believer uh, because God uses his communication to us, to lead and to guide us, to father us, to mature us, um, to discipline us, to do multiple things, uh, not just showing us uh, the future or showing us things that we do not know that puts us in the know. No, his voice is there for wisdom and guidance and instruction. And so I just have a real passion to equip people and and to encourage people to develop a heart that has the full capability of being a heart that hears and understands. And so God reveals things. And we just said, God's a poet. God many times speaks to us in, in, in symbolic ways, specifically in dreams. He speaks to us in, in circumstances, open and closed doors. And, and so it's not going to be written in the sky. I know many people have joked, well, if God wants to speak to me, why doesn't he plainly just write it out in the sky? Because he wants to develop his voice alongside of a relationship to where we become seekers at heart. Uh, and we want to know his heart. So we seek. So God reveals to us parts and pieces. And it, it is his delight, I believe, to see his children come into moments of discovery of the unfolding will of God for our lives. And again, he's developing a skill within us to learn the various ways that he communicates. Mm -hmm. Because sometimes I can get familiar with a certain level of communication and then when it changes up, um, you know, I then no longer have the ability to communicate. As we've seen, if I can use this as an analogy, we've seen with the acceleration of technology mm -hmm. and, you know, my generation, technology was just beginning. So when I finished high school, you know, there, the computers were just coming in. I can remember the first uh, computer that we used at a, at a church that I pastored, and it was the Commodore 64. Yeah. <laughs> you put in the floppy disk. My, my kids may someday tour a museum and see a floppy <laughs> disk to know what that was. Um, but basically, it was dots and dashes, and, you know, you were you were using codes to get it to do actions. And so there's been this technology, a revolution. And so when you learn 
you know, the technology and communicating with simplistic devices. And then you, you master it because it took a while to get mastery to be able to get this uh, computer, to get this uh, device to work for you, to do certain tasks, to print labels or to print letters and things like that. Then software began to improve uh, in a in a in a way in which there was just extreme breakthrough and an acceleration in technology, to where now uh, they say that if you have a cell phone, I kind of looked around because I thought I had the cell phone on here. They say that there is more mm-hmm. um, technology, more power uh, right within <laughs> your cell phone than all of the computers that were used uh, on the Apollo missions to get our astronauts to Mars. And when you think that you have more software capability and more communication than what they did to send a man to the moon, boy, those guys, their lives really were (laughs) at risk. Um, Because we get upset when our cell phones uh, have glitches and, and don't work right. But with every generation of technology and the different ways you communicate, you have to learn all over again, different ways in which this software and this device, Mm -hmm. what it uses to communicate to you or to others. Well, God is the same way. He communicates to us in simple ways, but he also communicates to us in symbolic ways. Mm -hmm. He communicates details, but then sometimes he doesn't because he will give you some, but not all. And he wants you to continue to seek to where you know you follow the breadcrumbs because he's taking you somewhere and you only know in part and see in part, but he's not going to give you the whole picture because the just shall live by their faith, not simply uh, by information. Mm-hmm. And so we want to have a heart that continues to grow, grow in our capacity, grow in our understanding. So we want to hear but then we want to have understanding of what we're hearing. Mm-hmm. We want to have revelation, but we want to have interpretation and application. So many people have developed a heart that can perceive when God is speaking, but many people do not have the patience to process what God has spoken to get right applications and right interpretations. And that's led to, mm-hmm. to I've seen some great complexity in believers' lives when they misapplied what God said. So there's a maturity growth and um, growth in relationship that has to come along with growth and in information because it's about the relationship. And I see that, that in people's lives, if we just, and even when you look at scripture and, and the children of Israel, if they just... If it was all about the information, they would get information and then they would stop seeking the Lord and just act and then break relationship. And so I I see and I think we've experienced that, the, the wisdom of God. And here's what you need. Remember, you need me still. It's not just about the information. It's, yes. There's so much more than just the information. Now, I want to say something that I'm not trying to be controversial But I also want to be bold on this uh, truth point. Uh, Every believer, true, authentic believer, follower of Jesus is indwelled by the Holy Spirit. And that gives us, uh, you know, a a mainline 
to be able to, a main connection, to be able to be led into truth, to be guided by the Lord, to be instructed by the Lord, and to have our understanding enlightened. But I also know that God, in the way he speaks to a believer, is not just individualistic. Mm. That sometimes he doesn't give us the whole picture or the whole interpretation or the correct application because we are to function in interdependency within the body of Christ. There's a passage of scripture in 1 Corinthians 14 where it talks about prophets within the church community and how that we are to welcome them. Um, and when I say welcome them, it's not, not into the gathering, but their participation in mm-hmm. the gathering of the believers. And, and uh, it says, uh, let the prophets prophesy two or three. In other words, we can't have the whole service uh, just be one prophetic utterance after the other, because that would not allow any other gifting to be expressed mm-hmm. or included in that. Um, but there is a substantial portion that be, should be for exhortation and comfort and instruction and uh, prophetic ministry that brings a, a relevancy, a, a current relevant word to the body of Christ. But it makes a very important point. It does not say, and then totally accept what this person has said without question and that they know what they're saying and they know the application of what God is speaking through them. It said, no, let the others judge. So as a uh, community that embraces the breaking in of the voice of God in our midst, There is also a responsibility that the community of God has to really weigh and judge Mm -hmm. and come up with appropriate context uh, to weigh and uh, evaluate the content, but also then write applications. And so I see a danger sometimes that many people have said, God spoke to me. And it's kind of like their spiritual ace card that they put down Mm -hmm. among the body of Christ and in the community of Christ. It's like, you can't tell me any different because I know what God said to me and how dare you try to assess whether I hear the voice of God or not. And this is where I want to even become a little more bold and possibly more controversial. we really got ourselves into a spiritual pickle uh, prior to the election and post the election because many of our uh, prophetic voices uh, had made claims about what God was going to do and what God said. And and, I mean, they were very uh, adamant even after the election. And so I say that where was the community of God, the church, that said, okay, if you are submitting this word, are you willing to allow these things to be judged? And so I wonder if instead of just me posting on YouTube or 
posting on my podcast or my blog or my vlog or whatever, and I have the right to just try to say, I have a platform and I'm saying this. Mm -hmm. When you talk about direction like that, where they were saying, you know, these words are unconditional words and, and this is the way it's going to be. Um, you know, when you have that type of a weighty word, that is a word over a nation or a, a word over leaders or a leader, there needs to be a process by which this stuff is submitted. So it really showed that in the Western church, there's a lack of accountability and there's a lack of relational structures where prophetic elders or apostolic elders or pastoral leaders can say to the prophetic people, before you go, gear the church in a certain direction because we want a war by words mm -hmm. that are given to us. We've talked about that. But if there is no accountability and no submission of what they're receiving. So a number of these people, I've watched their track record over the next, uh, uh, last few years. They've made multiple predictions that have not come to pass. And the body of Christ, for some reason, because we just have this insatiable desire to know the next, to know what's happening uh, that nobody else will know, it is setting the church up in these embarrassing cycles because, number one, we haven't cultivated our heart mm -hmm. here. We've been allowing other people to hear God for us. But now the people that are supposedly gifted and anointed by God to hear are not hearing correctly. Or they're, they're hearing in part, but their application and their interpretation was not judged uh, or assessed and evaluated. And so it, this, this series, these messages are vital to us because the last thing I want to do is try to encourage the body of Christ uh, to enlarge your capacity to hear the voice of God, but then you turn into this lone wolf or, you know, I have my prophetic gun and will travel, mm -hmm. you know, and there's no sense of accountability. No, I want you to be prepared to hear God more than you've ever heard, but understanding that there is a real interdependency and I need other people to, as I share my heart with them, to be able to speak back to me because um, sometimes I'm a verbal processor and as I share things, I get insights as we just communicate and they begin to share their perspective. And when, when that type of exchange happens, Carmen, mm -hmm. there is going to be more light. There's going to be more clarity, more definition that comes. It should not be intimidating or threatening to you to have somebody say, hold on here. Um, I think that you heard something from the Lord, but it may not be what you think in your application. I, I feel like that that points to we each have a measure of our part, but also that we are to hear the voice of the Lord. And so when you share something, there should be like, wait, I've been hearing, is that confirming what I've mm -hmm. been hearing or oh, here's a part, you know, here's the part that I received as I prayed over that yeah. so that we can edify each other and we can have this unity and and all hearing together yes 
So when I have, I know I shared on a previous episode about some of the dilemma that happened Mm -hmm. and that the church is facing right now uh, of where we're at, because there's been a real devaluing of the prophetic Mm -hmm. currency. Uh, There's been a real, uh, people are going to start questioning. And and so instead of having just an open heart to receive, there's going to be more judging and some of it's not going to be righteous judgment. Uh, but in the end, God's going to work this out for good. Yes, he does. Because many of these individuals that have missed it, they love God and they're called according to his purpose. Uh, and uh, God's going to work it out for his glory. And that means that he's going to mature the church to have greater uh, prophetic clarity. And, and sometimes less is more. <laughs> And, and so I think that people are going to measure twice and cut once before they release a word, or they're going to double mm-hmm. down in their seeking and look for greater clarity. But, mm-hmm. but a great opportunity is that some of the men and women that have been sharing, um, you know, in a regular basis because they have a platform through social media, that maybe there's going to be greater interaction and interdependence uh, among brothers and sisters in Christ to say, I appreciate your gift, uh, but sometimes your your gift has been gone beyond really the measure of your sphere of authority. Mm. And, and uh, God wants us to understand that there is a sphere of, of authority and then there's a measure of gifting. Right. And, and sometimes those two things um, are totally two different um, things. That I have a measure of gifting and I have a measure of authority. Just because I'm, I'm anointed and called uh, to be a, a, um, in, in a season of my life, I, I pastored. And I, I felt there was an anointing on my life to shepherd and pastor, but it didn't mean that I was called to pastor everybody. Right. There's an anointing on my life to be a mother, and I have an anointing of to do that, but only authority over my children. That's right. <laughs> not great, your children. Great analogy. And I think some people just think, well, I have this gift, and that means I have the right to take any platform, mm-hmm. and I have the right to speak That's to anyone, anywhere, and, and God wants to not demote us Mm -hmm. but he actually has set us in the body as it pleases him and i do think that our measure of authority our spheres can increase Mm -hmm. through faithful obedience Mm -hmm. and uh, by submission to authority Mm -hmm. there are various ways in which god promotes people but i just can't take my gift and feel like I, i get to go and do what i want to with it i am a steward of that gift And I am under the lordship of Jesus and his government, the government of our king, the government of the head of the church has expressed his rule through delegated authority. So if if you right now are not submitted to and under authority, you go, well, I'm submitted to Jesus. Well, the way we submit to Jesus, if you read your Bible, every place that the Lord expresses his government and his rule. 
that invisible, imperial, unseen rule. Because Jesus is on the throne right now. Yes, he is. But the way it manifests in the realm that is seen is through delegated authority. That's why we believe in in uh, government on all levels. Right. Spiritual government, there's natural government, civil government, we call it. Uh, there's government in every sphere in the home. There's government. Uh, and so we've got to learn to respect the authority of God that is over us. And it will help our gifting mature, mm -hmm. but it'll help us succeed in the ministry that our gift can offer. Well, guys, we are going to uh, continue. And again, sometimes we just follow the leading of the Lord and the flow that he gives us in each teaching. But hopefully uh, we are going to get into Psalms 131 in the next episode. Love you guys. Bless you. Thank you for joining us for the Age Changer Show. If you have any questions about Summit Life Ministries, you can go to summitlifeministries.com and you can find the video list there and um, any information that you'd like about us. You can contact us through summitlifeministries.com. Also, if you could like this video and share it, that will help to um, get the word out so others who are interested in hearing this and being um, brought up and increase and have their capacity stretched in this way that they can they can interact with this also. So you can like us, follow us, you know, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, all those things that those help us. If you have any questions or comments, we invite you to share those with us also. And periodically we'll have a question and answer show and address those things that you send in. Thank you again and God bless. What's up, everybody? This is Josh Furrow from the Summit Life Ministries team. I just wanted to thank you for tuning in to the podcast. Make sure you subscribe, leave us a review, and have a blessed week.